Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you coming back. Today, we're going to do a pretty simple one, simple as far as the complexity that I've been launching into lately, all about frame control, why you should have the power in the relationship. Actually, I don't think that one's launched yet. I don't even know where the hell I am, but I know that frame control one, the number one misunderstanding, that was pretty complicated, so I just kind of want to ease it off a little bit. As a coach, we teach on many different levels, the 10,000-foot perspective, which we're going to do today. And then we get deep into the weeds. And I feel as a coach, you need to be good at both. So this one's a little bit more of an introductory type of thing to the 10 don'ts you don't want to do around women, don't want to do on the first date. And this is something that I may tell a kid that I'm coaching in high school or even middle school. I'll be like, all right, buddy, don't do these things that guys typically do. And you'd be surprised, even you older gentlemen that are listening, you probably do a lot of these things inadvertently as well. So it's really important to know what they are because these are attraction killers. These things just decimate attraction. Before I jump into the content, I wanna read you guys a quick testimonial that I got from a client named Gabe. What is up, Gabe? I really appreciate this testimonial. That talks about his experience in my three-month coaching program. This was completely unsolicited. The dude just finished the program and sent me this heartfelt message, and I wanna read it real quick because this was an awesome message to get really made my day and all you guys who have been through my program and send me these unsolicited testimonials, most of which by the way are on my website on the sales page that talks about my coaching program. It it really gets me in the heartstrings, bro. It got past the goalie, shed a tear in my non-shooting eye and I was of course on the corner of my bed in the cannonball position crying like a schoolgirl for 17 hours, Gabe. So here's the testimonial. Hey, Mark, your program works wonders. By week three, I was pulling women I didn't think I could. I was getting numbers and dates lined up so much I had to drop some. My confidence and self-esteem have never been great my entire life, and it's only getting better. I never knew how to talk to women or how to continue a conversation, but with the blueprint and tools you supplied, I can approach and talk to any woman I see. Doesn't matter where or when, but I can approach and keep a conversation going almost on autopilot. The NLP is what really helped me and I continue to use it almost daily. If you had a graduate program, I would sign up instantly. Quick thing here, Gabe, you don't need the graduate program because I give you everything in the three months. There's absolutely nothing else to teach you. All right, continuing on. This program has helped me in every aspect of my life, not just with women. I accredit you and your program as the catalyst to my success and results. It's like you told me at the beginning, I give you the tools, but you have to do the work to make it happen hands down the best money I've ever spent. And I continue to look forward to the podcast to help me improve my game. I really appreciate that, Gabriel. You are a fucking legend. Thank you so much for that. And guys, if you wanna jump on the phone with me to talk about how we can get you to the same level Gabe is at, how you can go from zero to hero in literally just a few months, how I'm getting virgins laid left and right, I'm getting guys that were hopeless with women, absolutely amazing results with women, fill in the top of their pipeline with as many girls as possible so they can choose the quality ones from abundance. And perhaps most importantly, making you into a fucking man that you were born to be. 
giving you that confidence back, giving you that self-esteem and basically just helping you be happy again because that's the point of all this coaching. It's more about self-development than getting girls, but getting girls is a nice side effect and we definitely focus on that. All right, gentlemen, well, let's go ahead and jump right into the content. So pick up 101 don'ts, 10 things not to do with girls. Okay, so when you're with a girl, never under any circumstance ask her, so what do you wanna do now? What do you want to do now? This makes me picture myself back in seventh grade thinking that if I just made the girl happy, if I just appeased her, then she would like me because this is how we're taught how people like you, right? And you think, well, if she's going to do what she wants, then she's going to like me. But as I've talked about ad nauseum in this podcast, that's not the way attraction works. And if you ask her that, you're essentially giving her the frame. That's right, bro. Frame control again. I love talking about frame control. And if you give her the frame, as I've talked about a lot, you will lose her attraction. So never ask her, what do you want to do now? Instead, suggest things to her. And or if she suggests something, say, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Basically, you're the final word. You're the final decision. So you can let her have her way, but it's you letting her. Therefore, you're still in the control position. And again, as I always say, you have to be in control. And I want to say in control, not controlling in order for a woman to be attracted to you. All right, number two, this is so pathetic. It's like sixth grade level shit. If you older gentlemen or you guys in your 20s or your 30s ever do this, go ahead and smack yourself in the face so hard you die of starvation before you stop sliding. Asking a girl, do you like me? Do you like me or am I your type? Am I your type? What's your type? Never ask a girl what her type is. Just assume that you're her type. And besides, type is kind of like one of those things that's super important to guys. But for girls, they think it's important, but it really isn't. If you spit the right game, if you have the right confidence, she'll sleep with you even if like you're the opposite of her type, right? She's like, I only sleep with white dudes. I've seen this happen. My black friend, Andre, I only sleep with white dudes. I literally heard a girl say that and he boned her that night. And I was like, my boy right there, dude, pulling the white girl when she said that she would never sleep with a black dude. And she did. And like she was super attractive, got super sprung on him. And that was that. So never ask, am I your type? Just assume it. Always assume the clothes. All right, here is the worst question you can possibly ask. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Okay, I understand why you guys ask it. You want to get the information, but it looks try hard. It looks needy. It totally telegraphs your interest. It just looks thirsty, boys. So personally, I never say it. I will get that information in different ways. Most of the time, I just say, so why don't you have a boyfriend? You're probably a bad kisser, huh? And then she'll say, I actually do have a boyfriend. I'll be like, cool, talk to you later, <laughs> right? It's like, all right, see ya. She's like, I actually do. And like, I'm walking out, right, already. No, I'm cool about it. I'm cool about it. And I'll often say like, okay, we can be discreet, right, is something what I'll say. Or the boyfriend destroyer. So what's it like to be in the perfect relationship? When she says, I have a boyfriend, be like, ah, oh, cool. What's it like to be in the perfect relationship? And then she has to tell you all the things that are bad about the relationship because... There is no such thing as a perfect relationship. All right, here is a horrible one that I absolutely hate hearing anytime I hear it. usually hear this in the movies. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me how to get you. Just tell me what to say. Just tell me what to do. It's like, bro, that is the worst thing you could ever do. Like she really wants to train you how to seduce her. I had this thought once that this guy's trying to date my daughter and he comes up to me because I'm a dating coach and he's like, how do I, what do I say to your daughter to get her to like me? And I'm like, really, motherfucker, you're gonna ask me 
to tell you how to seduce my daughter? Are you fucking crazy? That's basically the same thing. Just tell me what to say. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what you need, right? It's like if a girl has to tell you she wants you to buy her flowers, then if you do buy her the flowers, they're pointless and she won't really appreciate them. You just need to know. Now this goes down to the ancient question, how do you know? Well, when, for example, you join my three-month coaching program, we do a very deep dive on female psychology. We understand how to read the signs and we understand how to give women what they want without women having to say it. And I'll tell you, that is how to make a girl fall in love with you. If you can bring her to the experience she wants to have without her having to direct you to do so, which so many women have to do with their men, she is going to fall in love with you. So never ask her, just tell me what to do. Just do your best with it and hopefully it'll pan out, but you have to be confident in your plan. You have to be confident in your actions. You have to be decisive and know that you're going to show her a good time. You're a fucking champion. You're confident. And from that, she gets attracted to you. All right, this is something that I absolutely hate to see in insecure guys. And I think I hate it so bad because I used to do it all the time. It's the disclaimer laugh. Disclaimer laugh is when you give a little (laughs) after you say something. Do you want to go to the movies with me, Kelly? Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. And then you go masturbate in a pool of your own tears because you're such a fucking pussy. Never do the disclaimer laugh because it's just as it sounds. It's a disclaimer to try to soften the blow of your request, right? It's like, hey, boss, can I have a Monday off? (laughs) He's like, no. And you're like, right? No, dude, like just say what you say. Don't apologize for what you're saying. It's the whole point of this podcast. Be unapologetic for what you want. And if you ask your boss for a day off, just be like, hey, boss, I was wondering if I could take Monday off, please, right? Very confidently. If you do the laugh, it just makes you look like a pussy, makes you look like a sea donkey, makes you look like a cuck fluffer. So do not do the disclaimer laugh. All right, this should go without saying, insecure mannerisms, okay? Pulling the shirt off your fat, standing weird, not taking up much space, being nerdy, touching your face in weird ways, just basically uncomfortable body movements that people will do when they're in uncomfortable social situations. Part of the reason that I have my guys open and eject with over 250 women during their three-month coaching tenure is because you get used to social pressure. Social pressure is just as it sounds. It's the pressure put on you because of a social situation that's uncomfortable. And this too is part of the reason I have my clients almost willingly embarrass themselves in ways that they can handle, such as laying down in the aisles of Target, clapping real loud while you walk through the supermarket. (laughs) One thing I've been doing lately that I saw on a Facebook uh, video that was so funny, you get your cell phone and you fucking yell as loud as you can, hello! (laughs) You yell hello so loud, I think it blew up my speaker. Damn, dude, look at that feedback on Audacity. Good luck, Liam. Liam is my uh, my audio engineer. And by the way, shout out to Liam, fucking champion, just killing it on the podcast editing, brother. Love you, Liam. Liam has really stepped up the game of this podcast. Awesome editing. So Liam, look at that blip that I just created by yelling. But anyway, back to the story. So you yell super loud, like in a food court or in the mall, you just get on your phone, hello. And then the thing that I like to do, I did it once. 
I was like, yeah, bro, I can't hear anything. Your speakers were too loud, man, playing that Tupac. Blew out my fucking eardrums. And I was like yelling at the top of my lungs. Why would we do this? You're sitting there like, bro, why would you be annoying and obnoxious in that way? Why would you do that? I would never do that. If you're thinking that, no offense, man, but you're the guy who has to do it because you're too fucking afraid what people think of you. So that when you go up to a woman, you're so afraid of what people think of you that when you go up to a woman, you're going to have insecure mannerisms. Why? Because you're afraid of what she thinks of you. If she rejects me, it's going to destroy my confidence. Fuck that. You need to be internally validated. That is masculine energy. That is what a man does. He knows that he's a champ. So whatever the fuck happens, he's like, whatever. This is who I am. I'm proud of it. If I want to go lay down in the middle of Target in the aisle for two minutes to endure that social pressure and people are like, he's weird. Why why is he doing that? I'm like, dude, you're a chump, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think of me. I literally think that a girl is an idiot if she rejects me when I approach her. I never say it, boys. As I always say, you got to be imperturbable. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, that chick is straight stupid. She just missed a conversation with Mark Singh. What's your name, bro? I want you to say this right now. She just missed a conversation with your name here. I literally want you to say that every time you're rejected or every time like a girl doesn't respond well to you, you just say like, dude, her filter's fucked up. It's her issue, not mine. So when we have insecure mannerisms, that telegraphs that we don't feel like we're enough. It telegraphs we're not used to being under social pressure. It telegraphs we're not an alpha male. We're not in the role of a leader. We're not used to talking to large groups because we don't have a tribe. We're not the leader of men. We're not the silverback. We're the beta cuck fluffer that nobody wants to talk to. Therefore, we've never had social pressure put on us. So we have these weird nerdy mannerisms and we're all tight. And this goes to my next point, closed off body language. When you're all tight and your legs are together and your arms are folded in front of you and your kind of chin is down and you're taking up as little space as possible, what does that show? That shows that you're uncomfortable in your environment. You're basically in a defensive posture, like you think a hand grenade is going to go off at any minute, but the hand grenade is social pressure. So when you have closed off, insecure body language that communicates to her that you're a fucking pussy, a beta cuck, and she doesn't want to be with you. When I'm hanging with girls, I open my body language to take up as much space as I can. I let that millimeter Peter flap in the breeze, bro. I got my legs spread so wide. I'm just taking up tons of space, put my arm up over the back of the booth. You know, you want to be that alpha. You don't want to be obnoxious, everything in moderation now. But basically, when you take up space, that shows you're comfortable in your environment. Why are you comfortable in your environment? Because you know that you have the wherewithal, the intelligence, the charisma, and the social ability to deal with whatever situation comes to you. This, by the way, is why you should learn to fight. Because I notice a lot of guys who don't know how to fight, unwillingly, they have closed off body language because they're threatened by other big males, other AMOGs, as we call them, alpha male of the group. So when you learn how to fight, which I've been really focusing on over the past several years, your confidence goes up exponentially. I talk about it all the time, but I strongly suggest Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think it's a superior martial art if you just had to learn one. If you had to learn two, personally, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai kickboxing, in my opinion, those two go together great. When you learn that shit, which I've been doing, oh my God, man, you get so much more confident. Like you look at a guy and you're like, I could take him. I could take him, bro. You don't train. 
I can look at you, bro, and tell you don't train. You look like a chicken McNugget with tits. You look like the Pillsbury Doughboy after a two-week cruise on the Caribbean, dude. You're all blown out, brother. I'll fucking smoke your ass, right? Now, that's the cool thing about BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, is you don't necessarily have to be ripped and like look like a fucking demon in order to be successful at it. In fact, a lot of guys who are great at it don't look like they'd be, but you can tell when someone trains, right? I have this shirt I just bought. It says, train, lift, shoot. This is the way. <laughs> this is a sick ass sweatshirt I just bought. I really like it, man, because that's like life, right? You gotta learn how to shoot, gotta learn to train, you gotta lift, you gotta be a fucking man. And when you are, when you are doing those things and you can defend yourself, then you don't have those insecure mannerisms. God bless America, I went on a tangent. All right, get back to the point, you fucking idiot. All right, supplication tone, supplication tone. What does that mean? If you've been listening to my podcast for any amount of time, you should know what it means. I'll give you a chance. Go ahead and ring up the answer. That's right, you are a smart motherfucker. Double jeopardy, bing, bing, bing. Supplication tone. What is acting like a goddamn little bitch and talking to her like she's a superior? How are you doing today? When your voice goes up at the end, an inflection that goes up, it communicates that you think she is above you. That is called supplication. Supplication is basically, to be crude, putting the pussy on a pedestal, as I believe they said in, what was that, the 40-year-old virgin they said that? Yeah, that's right. So basically, you're putting her up on a pedestal and saying, hey, Kelly, how are you today? Um, do, do, do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> She's like, no, hell no, I have a boyfriend. And you're like, God damn it, I wish I used Mark's technique of controlling my tone. And then when she said she had a boyfriend saying, what's it like to be in the perfect relationship? But guys, I talk to women exactly like I'm talking to you. I don't change my voice or try to go into Rico Suave Occasionally, I'll do like sex talk. Like I'll kind of be like, so Kelly, I gotta, I gotta tell you something right now, right? Kind of like that where it's like bedroom voice. But when I'm just talking to a girl, I just talk to her like I do everybody. Now, fortunately for me, I'm a coach. So I'm often in the position where guys are coming to me as the leader and I get to teach them. Therefore, my tonality is really dialed into that authoritative tonality. But for you guys, you have to be very cognizant, especially if you're oftentimes in the beta role, like at your work, you got lots of people over you and you're constantly having to ask for permission, you're constantly in the beta cuck role, that could backfire a lot when you speak to women because a lot of guys, and they come into my program, their tonality is just all wrong in the beginning. But the really cool thing about the program is it's like watching all my boys go through puberty. Within about six weeks, their tonality completely changes. Matt Alexander, if you're listening, I forgot to mention this on the last coaching call. Your tonality has completely fucking changed. I was going to say it, but I got interrupted. But brother, if you're listening, and I know you listen to all my podcasts, you're really making strides where that's concerned. And then what happened, guys? The guy's now getting dates. He's getting lots of attention. Things are completely changing for him because by working on the outside tonality, as well as body language, the inner thoughts, NLP, all that stuff together, you get rid of all these insecure mannerisms and most importantly, the supplication tone. So supplication tone, horrible. Next one is giving her the power. I talked all about this in frame control, so I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but the second you make her wear the pants, the second you put her in that masculine role, she loses all attraction for you. If you're not versed on this, I strongly suggest you listen to any of my podcasts about frame control. Type in Mark Singh, M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G, 
frame, like the picture frame control. Lots of great episodes will come up. I suggest all you guys listen to every fucking one of those. They are so ridiculously important and I have many more to come. All right, next one is doing her favors to try to win her over. This seems so logical, right, boys? And most of us have done this. Doing her favors, showing up when she needs you, being that guy, the best friend she's ever had. Why is it that all hot chicks, all hot chicks, their best friend's a dude? It's because this is the dude that's trying to get in with her by doing her favors. He thinks logically, as we all did, and God bless forgive the dude because he knows not what he does. He thinks logically, if I do her favors, if I'm the best dude ever, if I treat her like a queen, she's going to finally fall for me as they do in the Hollywood movies. And then he's all butthurt when an asshole like Mark Singh comes along and snags her right out from under him, which I've done many times, the guys, many times. And it's interesting because every time you shake one of these dudes' hands, he crushes your hands like, hey, what's up, bro? Ow, ow, ow. He's like so pissed. And then he disappears, bro. He gets fucking beamed up into hyperspace. Within like five minutes of me talking to her, he's gone. This is what we call an orbiter in the community. An orbiter is like he's orbiting her planet. He's a moon orbiting, 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 waiting for the entrance, which will never come because you are relegated to the friend zone prison for life, my dude. And you fell into the trap of doing women favors. You know a better idea, boys? Have women do you favors. Oh, what, Mark Singh? How dare you say that? Here's the thing, guys. If you can have a woman extend effort to do things for you, now I'm not saying it has to be all her. You can occasionally do a girl a favor. But what I'm saying is the more effort she expends for you, the more she's convincing herself that she likes you. It's called cognitive dissonance. We value what we work for. So that's why I always tell my boys, try to get her to drive further than you drive try to get her to do you favors, try to get her to work for you. And this goes into what we call qualifying, different podcast episode, but you don't wanna be doing girls favors, especially when they ask you for little favors. This is called requests, which I believe I've done a podcast on. Go ahead and search for it, Mark saying requests. But basically girls are gonna ask you for little favors to see if you're gonna jump through their hoops. This is a frame control test to see if you have balls. If you do the favor for her, she loses all respect for you. Isn't that fucked up? Like you're like, dude, I've done everything for this girl and she's not giving me the sex. What the hell? The reason is, is because she lost all respect for you because you did the favors. So what's the secret? Make her do a favor for you first. Classic one I always teach is she asks you, I don't know, to get her a napkin at the bar. You say, I'll get you a napkin if you ask me in an Australian accent. And it has to be a Perth Australian accent straight from Perth, Australia, right? right from Perth, let's hear it. And she's like, right, will you get me a, oh, I'm not gonna even try it, boys. She does her Australian accent and you say, right, like a boomerang, I'll be right back to you. And you go grab her the napkin, psych out. I did the Australian accent, even though I said I wouldn't. So that's what you do, boys. When she asks you a request, have her do a favor for you first. Quick thing, don't be like, yeah, if you suck my dick, ha ha ha. Don't do that. Has to be fun for her, fun for her. Whole different podcast, we'll get into it later. Damn, this bad Jackson's getting long, 25 minutes. All right, let's keep going. All right, my final one, boys, is kind of a sum up, a cap to all the ones. It's being a fucking pussy. Being a pussy is a huge pick up don't. Don't be a pussy under any circumstance. 
It is absolutely unacceptable. I am going to write you a Marxing violation, which demands 1,000 push-ups over a two-day period. So do not be a goddamn pussy in front of a woman. The other night we were out with all my girlfriends and one of my guy friends and my guy friend, sorry, Chris, he made one of these mistakes. He kind of was a pussy in front of the girl's brother. I'm sorry. I know you listen and I'm sorry, bro. I should have told you, but you were a little bit of a pussy, dude, when you had to carry that thing up the stairs. Remember, I'm not going to get into it. Don't want to embarrass you on this podcast, but uh, he kind of like was like saying how heavy it was and uh, Chris, bro, you never, never, never show a woman that you're a pussy. In fact, one of the best girl magnets I ever met was my best friend from childhood. His name was Ira. And we would go out to the bars and stuff. And I remember one night, this girl's like, if I slapped you, it would hurt so bad. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes, it would. He's like, go ahead. So dude, this chick winds up. Boom, dude, fucking smacks him so hard. It blew the goddamn snot right out of my nose. And he just stood there looking at her. He's like, is that all you got? And I asked him later, I was like, bro, did that hurt? He's like, fuck yeah, that hurt, dude. That was a huge hit. He's like, but you can't show women that you're affected by them. You can't be a pussy in any way whatsoever. And that really stuck with me. So like when a girl punches you and you're like, ow, and shit like that, goodbye, kiss, attraction, goodbye. You just threw your leg up on the counter and launched a biscuit of attraction out the window is what you did right there, bro, Tendo. So you guys, never be a pussy in front of girls. I'm going to go through these again real quick. I think I added some extra ones. Uh, What do you want to do now? Do you like me? Am I your type? God, just saying these is just fucking painful. Do you have a boyfriend? Just tell me what to do. Disclaimer, laugh, insecure mannerisms, insecure body language, bad tonality, supplication tone, giving her the power, doing her favors to try to win her over, and being a fucking pussy. Let's do the opposite of all these things. You guys get these dialed in, tighten these up, run a tight battleship, launch a fusillade of absolute championhood off the starboard bow. You guys just simply fix these issues. You're going to have 200, 300, 500 times more success depending on where you started with women than you did before because these things are so common. I see them all the time and it absolutely turns women off. It makes them drier than the Sahara Desert and our mission, of course, is to make them wetter than the Costa Rican rainforest. So that's your job by being a champion. And I think it all sums up by don't be a pussy, man. Just don't be a pussy. Be a fucking man. Be unapologetic. Be a fucking warrior in front of that woman. She will respect you and be attracted to you so much more when you do that. Once again, boys, I am offering that free one-on-one breakthrough session. And I will say we have a lot of fun on those coaching calls. I get on Zoom with these guys and we really chop it up. We have a great time. It's always when I meet you guys. It's like we've been best friends for years. And all you guys who listen, I do appreciate. And for those of you who didn't make it onto the coaching call for whatever reason, I still appreciate you applying. I still appreciate you listening. I appreciate the fact that you wanted to work with me. But for whatever reason, you know the prerequisites weren't met. But for you guys who are fully committed, ready to get this part of your life solved, who are interested in joining my three-month coaching program, who want to talk to me personally about your issues and have me let you know one-on-one, like, bro, do I think I can help you? And I'll tell you, just like I said to those guys, I don't take everybody on. I don't invite everybody with a checkbook or a credit card to my coaching program. I pass a lot of opportunities, as it were, because I'm more concerned about success. If I invite you to the coaching program, it's like I am 110% fucking sure 
that I can get you to the point you want to be at with women. So if you want to see if I could do that for you, if you're interested in meeting me, chopping it up, seeing what it's like to talk to me in person, I want to meet you too, brother. I think we'll get along like bros. We'll be best friends that never met, separated by nothing more than a little bit of distance. But Zoom will bring us right together again. So hit me up. You could click the link in the description below or go to coachmarksing.com and we will go ahead and get on that one-on-one free breakthrough session. All right, gentlemen, I wanted to let you know I am dropping a podcast where I interview my hot friend Jess on Monday. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm actually following up with a podcast called Why You Should Never Take Dating Advice from a Woman. A little bit of drama? Well, you'll just have to come back to find out. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.